Welcome in to the Fortress of Comictude podcast. My name is Tyler. Hi, Mary. We are joined by two very special guests today. We got Gavin and James here. We're going to talk about Dead Legends, which is a comic that's coming out from A Wave Blue World in uh, October, right, guys? Yeah, October yes. 9th. Cool, cool. Uh, guys, thanks for joining the show, man. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having us. us. Yeah. Well, you guys were like almost in sync with each other. That was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, it's like we finished each other's sandwiches. Oh, it's a Disney joke. (laughs) I have children. I get that (laughs) reference. Uh, (laughs) So Dead Legends is, like we mentioned earlier, it's coming out October 9th. Uh, (laughs) Mary and I were lucky enough to get to read the first issue early, which is awesome. I don't know uh, how much you guys kind of want to get into it or spoil whatever. So I'm going to let you guys kind of... uh, Explain what what the book is about. You know, whoever wants to kind of take the reins here. What is what is Dead Legends? Jimmy Kevin, I I am running on like two hours of sleep, so <laughs> you, you use the words, please. <laughs> so Dead Legends is a, a revenge story uh, set in the at a martial arts tournament. Uh, a woman's out to get revenge against the guy who murdered her husband. Her only way to get to him is to enter this uh, martial arts tournament that he was invited to. Um, but since he's dead now, uh, she uses his invitation to join the tournament and uh, try to get revenge. Uh, there's also, there's a couple other different threads going throughout the story where we have a champion who's been there for uh, 15 plus years. We don't know his full story yet. Going into the first issue, we flesh him out as we go along. And then, there's this assassin uh, called Red Death who has been hired to enter the tournament mysteriously. And she's kind of second-guessing her contract along the way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've decided that all of my stories are going to have these, like, branching <laughs> off characters and, and <laughs> random things going through all of them. I, I can't seem to write, like, a single character piece throughout. So well, it always has to have branches. Well, I mean, there's, there's an easier way to explain it, but... I feel like I'd be spoiling so much. No, I think you did a good job. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Like I have the, like once the trade paperback comes out, I have the pitch down like that, but uh, I don't want to ruin anything for people that'll be tuning in. uh, Reading one issue at a time. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, Especially since like, we don't get into some of the major reveals until uh, the later issues. But the first issue is really fun jumping on point. Oh yeah, that first issue is like pretty pretty meaty too. Like there's a good good chunk of stuff that happens in there. Yeah, it's super mm-hmm. fun. Like it's definitely yeah, packed there, full. There was there was I, I wanted to tell a story that I knew had like some something you could sink your teeth into, you know? And mm-hmm. I I found all of these characters that Gavin and I had talked had been talking about and we had formed them in our heads and on paper before we started, you know, putting words on the page. Uh, and then once it finally started coming through, like all the things that we had talked about and all of the backstories and everything was just in my head as I was typing. And by the time I was done, like every issue was just chock full of stuff. Yeah. So it's, I'm hoping it's, it's to the point we've taken out more than, you know, we, we could do add 
another issue yeah. if we wanted to of stuff we took out. For sure. How many issues is it going to be? Five. 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 Okay, cool. So that's like that's like a good just trade paperback size story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we have like a, an extended uh, story that we could easily slide into. Um, so hopefully, you know, the readers will react to it and people want to see more. more. That'd always be great. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, very early on into reading the first issue, it, it very much spoke to the, uh, to the Mortal Kombat and Tekken <laughs> fan in me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, Definitely I was, has that vibe. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I was the, after like the first or second page, I was like, Oh, this is Mortal Kombat. And then yeah. like, and then like some of like the street fights that go on later, I was like, Oh, this is like Tekken though. <laughs> I was like, Oh, these are just, I'm like, I'm all in for these. This is speaking to yeah. many, many hours of my childhood spent in front of a <laughs> right. PlayStation one. Yeah. Right yeah. before we got started on the, like, the actual sitting down and and doing art. Uh, we. Ga- yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Gavin showed up at my house with Bloodsport and Enter the Dragon. <laughs> and so, yeah, so the, the references, everything from fighting games to fighting movies to, you know, television, all of it uh, has come from influences that are all, all over the place. That was yeah. right, actually, where I was going to go next. Are you guys, like, kind of influences where the book, where it kind of spawned from? Are you guys big, like, kung fu movie fans? Well, Gavin is more than I am. I yeah. I just, I love a really good story. <laughs> this but, is, yeah. I, I think the, the genesis of this idea came from, I want to draw a kung fu book. Yeah. And, uh, I was, and I, I kind of had an idea of some of the characters, and I knew exactly what issue four was going to be uh, without knowing the rest of the story. And right. <laughs> which will make sense when it comes out. When it gets there. Uh, and I, I knew I wanted to do a book that was issue four. Can I tell, can I say what it is, James? Yeah, yeah, yeah go for it. Uh, all right. <laughs> issue four is, is all one fight scene. Ooh. Just one fight scene at the tournament. I wanted to do a tournament martial arts book. And I wanted uh, issue four to be one fight, start to finish. And uh, is it spoilery to tell what kind of issue it is? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, it's all <laughs> silent. Issue four is completely silent. <gasps> oh, that's oh, cool. Oh, I love silent issues. Yeah, and it's all one fight scene. There's only one sound effect and one word balloon. And Ooh. it's not even a full word. Oh man, that's <laughs> okay. really easy for James to write scripts for, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and so, and that was the one where, like, James and I kind of, you know, we plotted this whole thing out together. Um, and he was just sort of like, uh, you know, from issue one to five, and uh, James kind of gave me the reins with four. We we kind of yeah, I think I had like five or six bullet points for that. Right? Particular... Yeah. He gave, that I mean, script, I think on that, that issue we're we're going to be uh, labeled co-writers, but there was no script for four. It's <laughs> yeah. just like hit these bullet points. Yeah, that'd be I'm interesting like, okay. to write a full script for something like that. It's like page six, panel one, guy gets kicked in face. Panel two, man <laughs> falls down after getting kicked in the face. <laughs> well, I found out very early that for the, I I like wrote an entire fight scene uh, in issue one. And Gavin turned it in, and it was nothing what I had written or or put together. 
but it worked, you know? So for subsequent issues, I was just like, and they, they need to fight, and at least one of these things needs to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. And and then you know he made it, he yeah. made it work. You knew Gavin because, would do a good job. Yeah, because yeah. he he a you know knows how to illustrate, and b knows about fighting. So kind. I mean, like I'm not trying to go out and get into real fights or anything. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that not what we had planned for New York? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can we throw an underground blood sport tournament? Oh, <laughs> That'd be amazing. In the underground yeah. streets of New York City. <laughs> <laughs> okay, USA. Uh, <laughs> so you guys said you had kind of shopped it around and pitched it to a couple different publishers. So Away Blue World, they were actually a publisher I wasn't super familiar with. I had to do some yeah. kind of digging on them before talking to you guys. And yeah, I was yeah. actually surprised to found uh, to find out they were founded in 2005 on their website because I was like, I have not yeah. heard of these guys. Yeah, well, it, it's yeah. funny because uh, Tyler, it's uh, the guy um, that runs Way Blue World, Tyler. He graduated uh, same school I went to. We both went to Cubert School uh, around. Oh, that time. you went. You learned from the Cuberts then. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet that was an experience. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was awesome. That's a conversation in itself. That. I'm sure. Yeah. I'd love to hear um, some of that. But, uh, and, and I'd kind of known Tyler. He'd always been around. Uh, yeah, and he'd been Tyler putting... and Wendy had been on the scene for, for years. And yeah, I and... just knew him as a creator. And, you know, he, he did his own publishing with the way right. world. And then he started doing anthologies. Um, yeah. And, and it was, it was really cool because right when we came on, um, well, they we, we had, yeah. I was going to say, like, we had had offers on Dead Legends. We had, like, two or three offers before we even had a pitch put together. That's Um, great. Yeah, it was crazy. Just, like, people knew uh, James' work, or they knew the the two of us together. Uh, Like, this is really the first... eh, Not the first. This is the first thing that... This is, like, the third thing we've done together. But this is only, it's going to be the second thing to come out. But yeah. uh, we started this before the first thing that we did together came out. Really? If that makes sense. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, but, but, but people have known that we've been friends for years and we've been working together for a long time. So pe- a lot of people knew about our reputations and we started talking about it. Uh, and some people, and there was uh, one publisher who especially knew my work uh, from Accelerators and we, we're talking to them very intently for a while and and it was it was a good one um the deal sounded better than it was but um uh it just fell through like deals fall through and then tyler had kind of made us a soft uh offer to put it out yeah i think that there was definitely the the interest there we just didn't we didn't know basically (laughs) like like yeah. we 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 were really surprised because they expanded, uh, right like right out, yeah right when we came on, uh, it wasn't just you know Tyler and Wendy it was Tyler and then Joe, who's our editor, and then it was Tyler and Wendy and Joe and Lisa, who is Lisa now mar- marketing. Yeah, um, she was aftershock marketing. Yeah. Yeah, and so like what we thought was just going to be like kind of a uh, a friendly operation has now turned into something that 
has a lot of marketing push. Editorial is fantastic. And everybody's like rolling around, rolling forward, doing their job and making like a much, much bigger splash than I ever could have anticipated. Yeah. I think we had only really wanted diamond distribution and they've given us so much more than that. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So that, that was going to be like the next thing. So like, yeah, obviously it's solicited through diamond and everything. So everybody go out, make sure you tell your, your shops and stuff that you want this. Um, if it's coming out in October, then it's already solicited and everything. I'm sure. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just appeared in August previews. Yeah. It's, it's up there right now. There's a uh, one order code for like, uh, the, the regular issue cover. And I think there's like a virgin variant cover. Which is interesting. Yeah, I think with all the retailer exclusives and New York Comic Con exclusives, there's going to be like, we figured there's going to be like four or five different covers on this thing. Which is kind of crazy. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. And the end October's, yeah, that's just in time for, for New York Comic Con too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will have a New York Comic Con exclusive cover uh, at, at the show. And then it comes out the Wednesday we'll after. Wow. We'll have to have to send somebody to New York to get us one of those covers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if only you knew someone. <laughs> yeah. We know we know a couple of people that go to like all the cons and stuff, so we always like send them with like little lists. Like if you can get if you can get us one of these, <laughs> get us one of these. I'll be sure I'll, I'll be sure to hold one back for you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. That'd guys. be great. Is Gavin? Are you doing the Are you doing the cover for the for the New York exclusive or? No, we're, we we actually talked about who's going to do it today. Um, I can't really say yet because it hasn't been announced. Uh, okay. But there are two, uh, well, technically there are like six covers. I forget, forgot because there's the, uh, the way that this is being released is only the first issue is coming out in print. Everything else after that is digital. It's going to be on Comixology. Oh, really? And, and then the trade comes out two months after the first issue comes out. So the order code for the trade will be in the first issue. But uh, I I have the first issue cover for the digital edition of uh, number one release. Okay. And um, then I have all the regular covers on each issue. And those will all be in the trade. But I also did two retailer exclusive variant covers. Uh, one for Inner Geek, uh, Lexington and uh, Huntington. Uh, and one for Comic Book University here in Indianapolis. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, so you're from Indy then? Right on. I, yeah. Where are you guys out of? We're in Salt Utah. Lake. Yeah, in Utah. Oh, okay. Nice. And poor James is over there trying to stay awake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Get Miles in on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, you don't want that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy, he's a new dad. It's a hard time. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we found out he was going to be a dad the night before my wedding. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, it was the same weekend. I found out I was going to be a dad, Gavin's wedding, and we launched Metaphorical Her. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a busy time in November last so year. So new dad and newlyweds. You guys got all kinds of stuff going on over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying to steal my thunder all weekend. It was great. I know, right? <laughs> oh. 
So and uh, Gavin, I looked up some of your other stuff on Comicsology because yeah, I hadn't really seen a lot of your work either, man. But dude, that uh, first issue of Dead Legends is beautiful. Thank you. I, I loved that. every page, and you draw That's some really very attractive women. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was like, I man, pre- all the all the female characters, man, they're just on their game in this book. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody I, looked really great. Yeah, they all did. But oh, it just it, it very much fit into me with like that like arcade fighting games with the, with the rest of the book because it was like oh yeah all the girls are always like gorgeous in all the fighting games. <laughs> uh, Even I'm, I think Blind Tiger has had a few uh, date proposals. So oh yeah yeah yeah. So, <laughs> so today, uh, Wave Blue World put out this image on Instagram, uh, and it's this panel of Blind Tiger, and. You know how, like, on Instagram, like, some people will post three pictures, and then when you go to their profile page, it makes one complete picture? Yeah. Okay, so, like, they did that. So I took all those pictures, and I just put them, like, in a swipe Instagram mm-hmm. thing. Like, okay. so one post. And so it was, like, swipe left. And then uh, Lisa, our marketing girl, goes, I'd swipe left on him if I saw him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she shit. Trouble. And then, and then Sheila, <laughs> Sheila Valari, our friend, uh, goes, I'm smashing that right. Smashing that right. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it going on. Yeah. Well, it, I, I tried to make him sexy looking <laughs> with all the scars, as sexy as he can be. James knows oh, yeah. about making scars sexy. He's a beefcake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's the bad boy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and it's it's been interesting to see how people interact with these characters because, like, the book's not even we, out yet. Yeah, and when we first, uh, I, I remember you you were at a show, uh-huh. and somebody asked oh, you yeah. to do a blind tiger commission at the show. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Wow. And this, this is girl, before anything. This is about a year ago. Yeah, uh, like we hadn't even signed on with Wave Blue World. Uh, we were just trying to figure out how we were going to get this thing out in the world. But like, it was one of these things, like, like it was around the time our first deal had fell through and we were like, ah, whatever. We're still going to put this thing out. Um, and we were still excited about it. And we had a lot of, uh, industry interest in it in general. Like, even if we didn't have a publisher at the time. Um, so we were like, yeah, we're putting it out and we were still excited about it. And I was telling, uh, this person at a convention, about the story and then she went crazy for blind tiger and bought a commission of him off me wow yeah awesome that's and crazy i think we're including <laughs> yeah. it as a as a backup feature in the first issue maybe right. I'm not sure why wouldn't people want you to com- to commission the ladies <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> I, I i think the ladies since we've announced this have kind of run away from us like, we thought, I think, Blind Tiger was going to be the star. <laughs> and I think turning out that, like, yeah. uh, Red Death is becoming super popular. I need, like, Red yeah. Death on a t-shirt. Like, she just looks Yeah, oh, I'm super ass. excited That's to see coming. more of Red Death. Yeah, I'm going to be opening up a Threadless shop at some point. So don't oh, do that. it. Ooh, that'd be do cool. it. Yeah, yeah I, and it, it has... Let me buy the has, first one. <laughs> yeah. But it's definitely been interesting to see like the the progression of what characters get the spotlight because you know like when we were when we were putting things out there, Blind Tiger was still on the show, and then 
Wave Blue World came through and the marketing has shifted and now lots and lots of people are reacting to Red Death. And I yeah. think that that's really interesting because I, I love all the characters equally. Right. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I, it's like you can't predict what gets the spotlight. Oh, you know? for sure. Right. I think Red Death's just a kick-ass design. I just the, the second I saw her, I was like, "Oh, that's cool. That's just a really, really good design." Uh, all the characters that we created, like I think I had originally come up with Blind Tiger. Yan was kind of a, you know, a given. Uh, we knew the story was going to be about Yan, and then James came up with uh, Red Death being in there and so she was the one i had the hardest time designing because once we figured out who uh damon the tournament champion was like once we figured him out he was a breeze to draw like and that just came from us talking but like red death took a couple of designs i think a lot of talking back and forth and uh yeah it's it's kind of funny how like she um, almost came in last and uh, she's taken over the show. <laughs> she's uh, oh, who's a uh, who's a good example of that? She's the Rock in the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> <laughs> so, James, what is it about a revenge story for you as a writer that you know kind of tickles that that creative you know that's that's really worth doing for you? I think uh, I, I love crime stories. I gravitate toward that kind of stuff yeah. easily. Um, and then I think the martial arts genre in a whole, as a whole has always had revenge stories as kind of like their go-to. So us doing a throwback series to that particular type of storytelling, uh, it just, it, it, it fit, you know, thematically it worked, visually it was going to work. Uh, and as, as far as the characters that we were bringing in, um, it was a lot of fun to write. So I, I think all of those things combined have just made it easy for me to do yeah yeah i mean because it's it's one of those things like i think that's an easy motivation to get behind because everybody's felt that urge at some point in their life maybe not to go track someone down and kill them but definitely like oh i want to i want to get even with this person right yeah and and just the violence that comes with revenge is always justified usually and uh and entertaining Yeah. yeah And I think a lot of people like when you start a re- when you start a story off like that, and it's like okay, here's this character, here's their motivation, revenge. I think automatically audiences gravitate towards that and they root for that character. And then you know, obviously, assuming that they do get what they want when they do finally reach that that goal of revenge, I think it is very satisfying because you feel like you've kind of followed them through that journey to get there. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It has that goal kind of like pre built in as well. Like you're rooting for them so hard. You're like, I just want to see her kill that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or whatever, whatever the case may be, obviously in this case, but you know. Well, and, and that's, again, that's kind of why, like that, that kind of story is, 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 I don't want to say easy because it's not easy, but it's definitely there, right? Like, you know, that story. You're fighting for a goal. Yeah, and that's why it was very important for me to kind of include all of these other uh, avenues of storytelling into the bigger picture, because I knew that I had my through line, you know. And now the challenge was to fit as much story content into a fighting book, because you know fights take up 
page count, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, to 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 fit as much story into a fighting book as I could, uh, and still a keep it under budget, and you know b keep it super entertaining so it didn't get too dense. Yeah. So which is I, which is kind of why we worked our we kind of worked around because like I said we knew what issue four was going to be, and so we danced around that to make it work. Um. And I think we, we came up with a pretty satisfying uh, full story. Um, like, to the point where I think we, we... I think our biggest problem was issue two. And we made issue two... Like, yeah, we had, really worked hard. I had to rewrite issue two twice, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's kind yeah, of an that, odd that, way to, to write a comic book, I feel like, isn't it? To, to kind of have like, okay, we know what issue four is. Not like the first one or the last one, but like one of the, like the penultimate issue. So you kind of worked around that. Yeah. And, well, well, think well, of it like, a, okay. like a puzzle, right? Yeah. So you know the puzzle has borders, and you know that it's got all these little pieces that fit inside those borders. Um, we just figured out what our borders were and then figured out where to put everything else so that it A, made sense, and B, was entertaining. Hell yeah, man. I, I really like kind of seeing your, uh, I, I guess, like your your difference of style because, I mean, like Mary and I are big fans of Metaphorical Her, and we did the podcast with you and Dave a while back talking about that, mm-hmm. and we've continued uh-huh. to, to enjoy the crap out of that series on Webtoon. But, I mean, mm-hmm. this is completely different from that as far as just, I feel like, where you're coming from writing-wise. And so I was like, "Oh, this isn't like I." You would ever guess that these were written by the same person, which is which is great. Yeah. yeah. Don't put James in a box. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put him in well, a poetry think, box. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's that that in particular is very important to me because I don't I didn't get into storytelling just to you know write superhero books or write crime books or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to write the thing that is interesting to me. Uh, at any given point, and and hopefully people will find my voice in whatever story it is that I attach myself to. For sure. Although we, although we will field offers for Nightwing and Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I'd be down for either of those. Yeah. <laughs> go 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 save Nightwing because that book needs it real bad. Really? Oh, dude. I know- I know my buddy Chris was drawing it for a while, Chris Mooneyham. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what's going on with it right now. I just last I heard he was drawing it. I don't know if he's DC still on has it, botched the crap out of the Nightwing book. Ooh, <laughs> the last okay. little while. I mean, I guess we don't need to make this like a shit on DC party, but he's he's he he has amnesia and he's running around calling himself Rick Grayson right now. <laughs> it's it's real dumb. Um, okay. He he got shot in the head but didn't die, and now he doesn't remember who he is. He's and, Logan now. It, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Scott Lobdell oh, is right. writing it. I forgot. I forgot that he got shot in the head in Batman. Yeah, and then they didn't really do anything with it. And I was like, oh, all right. Oh, they did stuff with it. Scott Lobdell. <laughs> okay. He's I, he's doing it all over in Nightwing. It's it's a it's a book that exists. All right. <laughs> that's as far. That's as far. Daredevil Fair is enough. amazing right now. Chip Zdarsky is writing that book. And uh, yeah, Daredevil's been good. Daredevil's yeah. been, yeah, very, very, quite good. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah Daredevil's so, always good, though. 
Yeah, it's true. I, I that that's one of those books that it's like it's never really uh, on anyone's like hot list. I feel like when people talk about books, but it just seems like it goes from like amazing run to amazing run. I mean, like yeah. five star writers back to back to back, but like it's never a book that's really talked about or at the top of the sales charts, which is weird. Yeah, it was yeah. funny. Uh, our editor Joe mentioned picking up what was it, Devil Daredevil Born again. Reborn, Born Again, Born Again. Okay. Yeah, I was um, I actually was reading the Artist Edition uh, last week. It's a great book. Yeah, love that book. So I, I have some homework. I'm gonna have to read that to understand yeah. a a narr- narration style that he was wanting me to look at. Just you to, haven't read Born um, Again. Dude, I am the worst with Big Two. Like, I appreciate the shit out of them. They're very entertaining. No, that's uh, fair. But f- for some reason, I I just haven't got the bug to like pick up uh, a huge amount of Big Two books. For I sure. can I can see that because I haven't picked yeah. up any. I'm not reading any of the two. I just yeah. read rep- webtoons well, honestly. People <laughs> have uh, shot some uh, recommendations, and whenever somebody like says, oh, this particular thing is something you definitely need to read. Uh-huh. Then I will, like, as soon as Joe mentioned that, uh, I started looking up, you know, the book, and I think I might have bought the wrong book. Hopefully I not. Think, <laughs> I think I got Reborn or something like that. Oh, anyway, yeah. so yeah. I'll jump over and, and get the actual one. But, yeah, if, if somebody, like, brings it up to me and says, hey, look it, uh, I'll look it. But very <laughs> rare do I actually get into a comic shop and, and pick up whatever's new on the gotcha. show. I'm pretty all over the place at this point. I read, I feel like I read a pretty good variety of, of big two and indie stuff. A lot of indie stuff I read and trade, I feel like, but yeah. there's not as many of my read month to month, which yeah. is, which yeah. I know is kind of terrible. Cause it's like, those are the books you should be reading month to month. Cause those publishers need your money more. Right. Um, I, I, I have, I actually went through, like I get a lot of indies and image and, Dark Horse and whatever else I see that, you know, grabs my attention. Um, and I realized the other day I had like 13 issues of Spider-Man, amazing Spider-Man that I hadn't read. So I sat down and read all of those like two nights ago. <laughs> um, but like, and I was like, yeah, that's fine. That's very Spider-Man. It's good. Um, it's what you want out of a Spider-Man book. It, yeah. And it's like, all right, I want more criminal. That's the best thing about comics, though, man. There's something out there for any taste, any kind of, you know, itch that you need scratching. Mm -hmm. Which which is funny to bring it all back around because there aren't that many martial arts books. That's true. That's a good point. And and it was funny that when we came up with this, I was like, this is a genre I obsessively got into. And I can't believe there's just not. It doesn't exist, especially with like now... You know, and a lot of my friends were at that age too. And it's like, oh, now we're all grown ups. Why isn't this sort of content out there more? Do you think um, do you think there's not maybe as many martial arts comics out there because people feel like they're competing with manga and stuff because they cover that stuff a lot? Maybe. I've um, never really thought about that until you brought that up though, but you but you're right, there's not a lot of it out there. I don't think the American comic reading audience really has a lot of manga on their radar. I'm sure there's some, but like it's it's. I don't think it's as big as it is in overseas. Obviously, yeah, because a lot of that but, manga that everybody grew up on is like they've ended. Like Naruto ended a while ago, and I mean One Piece is still going, but it's like maybe one piece the stuff will that never they end. yeah One Piece will never end. Um, 
maybe it's just that like all that old stuff has ended so it's not in anybody's mind anymore i don't know and there's and there's the problem where there's just so much there is a lot yeah there like it, it like with something like one piece there's so much of it how you expect to jump into that and get caught they feel up. intimidated yeah. yeah we were actually just so, talking about that not too long ago because i'm a big uh dragon ball fan and i was mm-hmm. telling mary i was like you know what really sucks is like i love this but i i honestly couldn't recommend it to like anybody that's never seen it because like i wouldn't even know yeah. what to tell them because there's so much of it and like you can't really uh, and like how would you rewatch it you can't I mean, it's hard right. because like and and Dragon Ball is so built on its continuity that like it doesn't take the time to explain anything. They already assume that you know everything. Yeah. And but like so you can't really tell people go back and watch the beginning because the animation in the beginning ones isn't all that great and people aren't really going to get into it that way I don't feel like unless you watched it back then. So Dragon Ball right. feels like one of those things like if you're not on the train already, I guess you're kind of screwed. Right. Which kind of sucks but- like I mean, and, and maybe that's why I, I kind of gravitate more towards indie comics is that I, I need more finite endings in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so, Instead of just you know, continuations. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I, that, that's the biggest thing indie books have over the big two is like the best stories end. are the ones that have endings. And yeah. I love, you know, like, oh, yeah, here's a complete yeah. story. Right. Yeah, I'm the same way on that one. We just need you two to make more kung fu fighting yeah, Thanks. you guys are doing. You guys are doing your trying. part. There was a hole in the industry, and it's being filled. Yeah, well, 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 that's the thing. Like, I think James and I have been trying. Anytime we work together, we'd always try to do something a little different. So, I mean, once we wrap up, wrap up everything to do with Dead Legends, we'll jump ship and do something new. Um, I, I know. Uh, like we've got, uh, I can't really say too much, but there's a, do a I horror mean, like, book. That's what we need. There's never a horror. Book. horror. It's funny. That's what we. That's what got us together. Yeah. <laughs> and, horror. <laughs> and yeah, and then that fell through. Uh, that's Mary's genre of choice. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I need. Love- I need to do a good horror book. I haven't. Like I, I did Ogden Falls. Uh, that just recently came out with Broken Icon. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of like my take on the creepy, you know, town. Mm-hmm. Ogden Falls, um, you said? Yeah. Yeah. yeah with Landon Franklin. Um, oh, okay. but I, I, I'm, I'm really, I really love doing horror books. Like the, that, yeah. that, and I, I want to do a hard sci-fi at some point with Gavin. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause his style would just, I, I would love to torture him with very detailed, <laughs> you know, junked up spaceships and shit. <laughs> oh, I love sci-fi. But yeah, there and that's what I'm saying. Like there are so many good genres out there. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. You know that, what there is a shit ton of out there in comics that surprises me is like westerns. Like a lot of like western yeah. comics. Like who the hell is buying all of these? I mean, somebody must be. But like yes, there, there's I, like an abnormal, like a like a, um, an unreasonable amount of Western themed <laughs> comic books on the shelves. I feel like it's because of that old yeah, town road. I, yeah, oh god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I think there's something attractive about the about a good Western. Um, Maybe too. There must but be at the same Someone's time, like yeah. Uh, at the same time, like you could tell that same story a lot of the times in. Uh, a non-Western setting. Like I've, well, I've noticed, I, a lot of westerns are just, you know, simple stories just told in a Western backdrop. 
I, I think those are the best stories, though, where it's... It's possible that... Where, you know. where anything, I mean, like, Dead Legends doesn't necessarily need to be a martial arts story. Right. But we, we choose to make it a martial arts story. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, like, I mean, we could tell the same story a different way. I don't know. I guess I guess you're right. There's very specific things that make this story what it is. But um, it just happens to have this backdrop. It's like, you know, the thing with it is it's not just, you know, Kung Fu book. It's a revenge story. It's about this person after this per after person B. Uh, and how do I get... How does person A get to person B? I think uh, in the with, solicitations uh, they they compared it to Kill Bill, Bill right? Huh? I think in the solicitations it was compared to Kill Bill. Yeah, and I I, th- I think that was uh yeah, and that that's one thing that we've uh we kind of expected <laughs> uh, yeah. the Kill Bill reference. I would know. Uh, I've never seen that, that movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've never seen Kill Bill. I've never seen Kill Bill. No. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, fix that tonight. Yeah, no shit. It's like maybe the best revenge story of all time. Like I'm told. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, so before we let you guys go, uh, mm-hmm. just anything else you guys want to tell people about the book Dead Legends? It's coming out October 9th What else should people know? Anything? Just kind of last thoughts. Um, I'll be at New York Comic Con. Uh, I'll be at a couple of different shows. I'll be at Wizard Chicago this august and then cincinnati comic expo the new york comic-con uh and fun times yeah book comes out then it's gonna be great and then uh trade comes out in december sweet yeah james uh just by the book (laughs) yeah yeah i'm gonna be in indianapolis uh for at the end of the month and hanging out with gavin so hopefully we'll get drunk and have some fun oh yeah yeah. um yeah but then on top of that i'll be in lexington for their one day like uh event and i will also be at new york i don't really have a lot of travel booked up uh because i i have a new human yeah you'll (laughs) have that from time to time get some rest yeah i had to i had to cut out a lot of travel um but there were certain shows I definitely wanted to hit, and I I think that hopefully I won't be too missed. Hopefully you I won't be, be too missed. missed, but still be missed, you know? Oh, for sure. I yeah. will miss you. <laughs> <laughs> and where can people find you guys on the internet, as they say, and follow your work? It's funny. I have a website that I don't think I've updated in a long time. Um, yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say just go to... Find me on Twitter or Instagram. I'm very, I'm very tweety. <laughs> Your handle? No, my handle is James C. Maddox. Okay. Because yeah. James Maddox is a country star. <laughs> is he really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, the one I that's can't... buying all those Western books. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he gets confused for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, that's that's been my hope. It's been a weird revenge story of my own, but. <laughs> I wanted to get more known than this random country guy. Oh, well, that, that that's funny and leads into mine because uh, there's uh, my Instagram and Twitter is Gavin P. Smith. Um, P is in Patrick. And uh, it's funny. There's 
And the reason that is because Gavin Smith, uh, there's a Gavin Smith poker player who died uh, recently. There's a Gavin Smith Fox executive who worked on like Fight Club. He died. <laughs> and uh, he died around the time my first book came out. Or actually, he went missing around the time my first book came out oh, geez. in 2012. And then by the time my first issue of Accelerators came out in 2013, they found his body. Like Whoa. the same week. And uh, and then there was uh, the poker player died. Uh, Why are not we not using ago. all of this? And then <laughs> And then there was a kid named like Gavin Smith and like that killed his stepdad. Oh my god! So he's in prison for life. And I'm not saying that it's all connected, but there can be only one. Like, your name is cursed. <laughs> like your name is famous yeah. for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm ju- I'm just framing them all. You're framing them. them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. You, okay, I get you. There can only be uh, one. Yeah. Yes. I'm trying to make myself more Google. <laughs> Someone needs to Google that now. Yeah, we need to fact check some Gavin of this. Gavin Smith of the world. Oh. <laughs> Guys, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us for a bit and tell everybody about this cool comic coming out once again. Dead Legends yeah. from a Wave Blue World coming out on October 9th. Um, yes. yeah, go check this out, man. I really dug the first issue. Um, so uh, uh, thanks again for giving us a chance to read it early. Uh, we'll definitely, yeah. we'll definitely be picking it up. Definitely be picking up the the trade as well mm-hmm. and the wonderful yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a great time so yeah tell your comic shops kids yeah especially <laughs> especially you know away blue world is again like it's you know a lesser known publisher so it's it's not a book that probably most comic shops are gonna have a lot of unless you go yeah. tell them that so you them want know. it specifically yep. kids right so, yeah, and they're, and they're coming out with uh, It's Us, a book called Mezzo, and uh, the anthology Deadbeats. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they've, they've got, like, really good titles coming through. So I'm, I'm, exi- I'm excited to see what, what happens with all this. Cool. So, yeah, go pick that up. Make sure you guys check out Metaphorical Herd, too, which is James also writes with, so good. with David. Oh, thank you. Amazing mm-hmm. that we've, you know, that we've Yeah, we just came back from hiatus. I am, like pumping out scripts and Dave is catching up to me very quickly. So I'm, I'm actually really get... glad that you guys took a break because we, when we chatted with David at Wasatch con <laughs> back in was it April. Yeah. He looked yeah. so burned. Yeah. man. <laughs> I felt, I felt bad for him. I was like, Oh dude, this guy needs a nap real bad. <laughs> yeah. Dave pushes hard. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, anyways, guys, yeah, thanks again for uh, maybe we can uh, meet up and talk again when the trade's coming out or something and kind of touch base with you guys That'd then. Be great. And, and, and we'll, we'll push yeah. that as well. So, uh, guys, until next time, my name is Tyler. Hi, Mary. And we'll see you.